All right, we're recording. Let's go in three, two, one. Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast amongst friends. Missing one today because he's on, on a business trip. Bill Risser's not with us, but I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia, and Anthony Malafronte in Tampa, Florida. Boy, we, we, walked, we missed sports when it was gone. We got it all back now. What's up, boys? Todd, how are you? Hey, great, Sean. Um, can't believe we're starting the last week of Major League Baseball regular season. Um, we waited and waited, and it seemed to take so long. And not that it's going extremely quickly, but uh, 60 games went by pretty quick, right? I guess we're used to the 162-game grind, um, but loving it. Um, had a great weekend. Did uh, Played pickleball twice, um, and, but the highlight was uh, – Watching my daughter's first competitive tennis match, and she did real well, and uh, it was it was just great to see her out there. So, really good weekend. Um, looking forward to a a great rest rest of the week. What about you, Mel? We uh, got to play golf on both uh, Thursday and Sunday. And Sean, we played at your old stomping grounds on Thursday up at World Woods. Uh, myself and uh, uh, Bill Risser and. Uh, Eric Kruger, one of the guys on my team, and Bill got to play with his son, Kevin, which was great. And uh, Kevin steps up at the driving range and says, I haven't played since the last time I was here, which was a year ago. Wow. Okay? And uh, Kevin's a, he's a good athlete, you can, and he's, you, know, you can hit a golf ball. He can – a year he hasn't played. He smoked the ball. Wow. He hit some drives. like, And Eric's an ex-PGA you know, pro. Uh, you know, an assistant pro at a couple of clubs here in Tampa. So Eric's not a bad player. Bill and I are mediocre. For not playing a, for a year, Kevin was very impressive. Nice. And uh, it, w- it was fun. Uh, you guys, you know, Sean, you know how much fun it is playing with Ryan, and I get to play with Dylan whenever <laughs> I can. Yeah. Uh, experiencing a good buddy of ours playing with his kid that we hadn't seen in a while or played with in a year was a lot of fun. So that was That's good. Uh, how was the course? Good shape? It is in good shape. Yeah. It was a, a nice cool day. We had a little overcast. We got rain on the second hole. Uh, but after that, it just, uh, uh and Billy almost made the hole in one there on number three. Did, he, did three. he bring it off the hill? He hit it. It was 146 yards. He hit it to the right. Uh, almost pushed a little bit, but it caught that hill and it just was rolling and rolling and rolling. And it kept coming to the left and coming to the left. And the pin was a little bit forward of center where the hill is a little bit more pronounced, uh-huh. as you know better than anybody, and it literally disappeared for a second, and then it came back into view, and it was, you saw the picture, and less than an inch away from, from resting in the hole. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What was your favorite hole out there? I like, um, let me see here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six is a par five, comes back. I like six a lot. Yep. I, I like the way it goes away from you and down the hill and then back ever so slightly to the right. Uh, I like 10, 11. I like 12 a lot. 12, you got the multiple greens. You either go low, yep. left or right. Yep. Yep. And that's a very – we played the right green, very tricky uh, pin position. There's that elephant buried right there to the right of the green. Yeah. That big hump. Uh so we all had very interesting either chip shots or putts to the to the pin that was in between the buried elephant and the trap. Right. Uh, which was I love that stretch of 14, 15, 16, 14, the par, par five yes. up the hill, and then at seven, yep. 15, you, you you see everything right in front of you. Yep. And then 16, the, the signature so par three. We're, we're, we're I, I tell you, the best, the best thing about that place, I'm sorry, Todd, but I'm thinking no, of it, you don't see anything but golf golfers and golf course for the entire time you're there. Yeah. You don't see a road. You don't see a house. You don't see a street light. You don't see anything. It's just you're immersed in golf. And if you played 36 holes, if we played Rolling Oaks and Pine Barrens, that's 36 holes of just golf. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah for sure. What we're witnessing are the brilliant minds of golfers. Um, we talked <laughs> about this before, Sean. Tennis and now pickleball, the points are so quick. You literally forget to score sometimes in the middle, middle of a game and have to be reminded. <laughs> and you guys are talking about on three, there's a rolling hill, and I used a five iron and 146 <laughs> out. It's just amazing. I love it. Yeah. 
and I haven't, haven't been on that property in two years, you know, and still remember it, you know, um, no, guys, I played. To, I'm sorry. We got to 18. You'll appreciate this knowing 18 and we were playing a, 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 a game of wolf and okay. everybody had an equal number of wolves on the 18th hole. The guy who has the least number of wolves, least number of pimples, uh, uh, is the wolf. Kevin stands up at, on the tee and looks over the trees and says, how far is that? And I pulled up my little thing and I told him over the trees, he hit a golf ball with a little bit of a, a little bit of a fade straight over the pine trees, straight over the bunker in the middle of the fairway. The thing, it was a thing of beauty. It was awesome to watch. And Did I strapped, he, oh yeah, he went by himself. Nice. I strapped my – and I was getting a stroke on the hole. Bill and I were getting a stroke from him and, uh, on that particular hole. I hit probably my best tee ball of the day and hit my brand-new uh, tailor-made four hybrid to about eight feet. Nice. Uh, from 187 yards. It was a great shot. And my, I felt bad because Kevin he was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to make this really long putt because I two-putt for a net three, and I was going to two-putt from where I was. Right. I, I deflated him a little bit after his, maybe the best golf shot anybody hit all day was his tee ball on 18. Nice. Which is a great hole as well. Yeah. Good finishing hole for sure. The way it turns, you know? Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Um, and you guys just played 18 Then you had it back. You didn't, you didn't we play did. the nine hole yeah. course or, okay. No, we just played the 18. Good. Well, I played uh four days guys. I played Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I had my own little U S open, uh, played it. At Denison Golf Club, a Donald Ross course out uh, in Granville, Ohio. Uh, then I played uh, Scarlet on Friday, and the greens are back. It's been a while since the greens were that quick. Heavy winds. I sent you guys a video. Unbelievable winds. Um, talking, you know, into the wind, your your three clubs extra, and downwind, it was you know crazy. Um, and then two rounds on the gray, so it was fun. But I needed a day off today for sure. Uh, playing with my brother over in Dayton on Thursday. So that'll be fun. Guys, let's jump right in. Let's talk sports. Let's start with the U.S. Open. Uh, we'll talk U.S. Open, then we'll go through the other sports, and we'll finish with football. But, uh, Todd, your thoughts on Bryson DeChambeau winning his first major by six strokes? Um, he was – whether you like him or not or his style or not, it was pretty impressive. It was awesome, right? Um, if I remember correctly, he was kind of hanging around Thursday, Friday um, – Got in the mix uh, on Saturday and then ran away with it on Sunday. Um, through no fault of anyone's, um, kind of thought it was a little, uh, a little bit of a dud in that he played so well, and I felt bad for for old for young Matt Wolf, not old Matt Wolf. Um, you know, sleeping on the lead's got to be tough. Uh, he's 21 years old. I'm sure he's, you know, trying to match uh, his buddy Morikawa's, uh, you know, being young and winning the major. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know what the right word is, whether it's anticlimactic or, or, or what. But um, again, tip that to him. Well done. He, he deserves all the praise. Uh, but I wasn't as riveted as I wanted to be on Sunday. But that's, again, no one's, no one's fault. Just kind of is what it is. But good for uh, Bryson, for sure. I think, as you guys know, I was out with a client who was new to the town. So we were, I was kind of just tour guiding him around the city and uh, when we got to the restaurant, you know, on the 16th hole or whatever, and I kind of saw what had happened, I'm kind of thinking, like, all right, I didn't miss a ton of awesome action. And I'm sure there was some great shots and some, you know, some things. Anthony, what did you think of, you know, you were, you were tuned in on Saturday, I know, kind of watching the, the leaderboard change quite a bit. I, I came away liking, you guys know, uh, I mean, we had our draft last week. I wasn't a big DeChambeau fan. I came away liking him more, number one. Uh, he's got a work ethic that's a little Ben Hogan-ish, which is very admirable. Uh, he's the last guy to leave the um, – Yeah, he's that, under the lights. You see that? Under the lights. Uh, <clears throat> I heard a, um, an interview this morning with uh, Chris Cuomo, his swing coach, and he said around 8.30 he joked with Bryson um, – why don't you just stay here and hit through the night and show up tomorrow and play in the same clothes? <laughs> right. Which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but if you take him out of the mix, you had 
one person at even par and then a bunch of people, two, three, four, five over. So it's pretty impressive, almost similarly to Tiger's 15-stroke victory out in the U.S. Open. He was head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, The course played the way everybody thought it would, easier on the first day. Uh, about 23 under 22 or 23 under power rounds in the first round, uh, seven, three, and then only one on, on Sunday, Sunday yeah. uh, which was wow, pretty Bryson was the only one to shoot under, huh? Yes. He's the only person, uh, 23, seven, three, and one under power rounds. Uh, and he was the only guy to do it. Uh, without him in the tournament, it's, it's Wolf and Oosthuizen and Harris English and Xander Shoffley yeah. and uh, you know, uh, Dustin Johnson ended up in the Mac- top ten. McElroy was kind of in there, yeah. Yeah, McElroy was in the top ten. No, yep. it, it's 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 a real that's a real dogfight without one guy just like, just manhandling the course. Yeah, Sean, I thought of you on Thursday because um, I thought a lot of people were going overreacting that, oh, this course is too easy for U.S. Open, so many under par. I'm just like, Sean would say pump the brakes. You know you know this, <laughs> right. You know, know this. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is going to be the great equalizer uh, for sure. And it turned out just that way. Minus, um, I call him Mr. Incredible. Um, he looks like Mr. Incredible from the, uh, yeah. the movies. Uh, he, and, and Mal, you watched probably a little more than I did, but he made some great putts, like heartbreaking putts, where Wolf would have a putt if he – hit it, he would, you know, he would par and Bryson, it looked like it'd be a two putt and maybe you can pick up a stroke and, and Bryson would hit a, you know, 18 footer dead center, perfect speed. Um, really impressed on, on how he played. And again, I think the moment, I don't want to say it was too big for Wolf. I think he just had one of those days. I don't think he choked. I just think uh, he, and man, it was late where uh, they both hit it in rough, but Bryson got a kick left on the fairway and Wolf got a kick right deeper into the rough. Yep. Like, he got the bounces. He played well. It was just overall a dominant performance. You know, I, I really enjoyed watching Saturday when you kind of saw the carnage happening, you know, from the first tee. I mean, uh, I think it was hole number three. JT just like rope hooked one, like low left. Um, <laughs> DJ on his first tee shot was, you know, in the other fairway. Um, and then, you know, Reed just went on the bogey train on the back nine and kind of shot himself out of it. And what, between Wolf and – Bryson, they hit like total of like six fairways between them. Six or seven, and, right? Yep. And they were and they were leading the the tournament. So, uh, like you said, uh, you know, Louis Oosthuizen uh, becomes the he broke Jack Nicholas's record in the U.S. Opens. He has more rounds of sixty-seven or better in the U.S. Opens wow. than anyone in history. Wow. Beat Jack, he broke Jack Nicholas's uh, record on that, which is kind of hard to believe. But you but you think about how sacred par was for years. Um, I remember, remember it was at, it, it was at the, um, it was at the U S open the year that Tom kite won at Pebble. So that would have been Pebble, 80, yes. that would have been 92, 92 when Gil Morgan, Morgan Dr. Gil yes. Morgan was the first yes. player ever to get to double digits under par. Remember that? Um, yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Remember um, how windy it was? The final Yeah. Day? And Tom kite on hole number seven, you know, the little, yeah. little wedge shot, Tom kite hit a four iron Yes. into the wind. Yeah. Yeah, um, crazy. So Xander Shoffley flirted with the lead for a while. Uh, DJ kind of backdoors a, a T6. Uh, Will Zalatoris, a young kid out of Vanderbilt. Uh, and then Finau, JT, Webb Simpson, Zach Johnson, and Rory. And there's Zach, there's Zach Johnson, Todd, that, that just short hitting, straight straight yep. hitting, you know, surging around the greens. And you saw some of his putts. Him and Webb Simpson played a couple putts that went the opposite direction and turned and you really saw when you showed those ground shots from the camera, those, those humps and hills on the, on the greens there. And, uh, it was a fun event. Hard to believe, Mal, you posted it today on your social media. The next two majors are the Masters. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome, right? Yeah, just sounds so cool, and it seems like it's so far away. I mean, we're talking November, but it'll be really neat just to, to build up and the hype of, of that and how, how will you – know, I think if you look at the two major winners so far – I would say Colin Morikawa's game probably sets up better for Augusta than Bryson, but Bryson is obviously 
figuring out ways to, to prove people wrong. And, you know, if his wedge game continues to improve, his putting, is, he's one of the better putters on the tour. Mm. He thinks about everything. When you, and one of the nice things about not having a crowd is we got to listen to the player and the caddy chat a little bit about you know, what kind of shot, you know, a 10 o'clock, a 9 o'clock, how far am I going to do my backswing, my choking down. You got to hear a little bit more, which was kind of nice. And he thinks about he, – he analyzes the green, the speed, and he said it yesterday in his interview that his, his speed control was dead on yesterday mm. on the greens. And he dropped a lot of putts. He had great control with his wedges. Uh, and I don't necessarily – I'm curious to know what you guys think. He is stronger than many, but is that a bad thing? How do you how do you take that away from him? Do you grow the the rough three feet instead of as thick as it was? Yeah, well, listen, I I think you know you you hear Tiger proofing the course, and now people people are saying they're going to deshambo the course, but I don't think it's hurting him. I think it's hurting the rest of the field. He's proving that he can hit out of these. You know he. He, he takes such a de- such a downward swing at the ball. He can get him out of that rough. He, he's, he, he works on it because he knows his distance is going to create some, some accuracy issues. So he's learning how to play a game that, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, you can narrow in the, the fairways and you can, that's what Nicholas is going to do with Mirfield. He's going to make what much tighter fairways. He's going to thicken the rough further down, um, you know, to penalize people. But once again, you know, him hitting a, 17, he hit driver wedge on a 500-yard hole. Right? Mm. Driver wedge. So, And Zach Johnson's probably hitting three-wood four-iron or three-wood five-iron, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if Bill was here, uh, he might disagree. But um, didn't this kind of have a changing of the guard feel um, with, with Phil and Tiger missing the cut just so bad, especially with Phil. Tiger may have a couple years, but um, – I had a little fantasy in my head of Phil doing well, but I guess he's just 50 now. Right. And I think he, in the back of his mind knows that he could play some competitive golf on the senior tour and still come back to the majors and, you know, maybe spot here and there in the PGA, but uh, definitely these last two majors feel like there's been a little changing the guard um, in my opinion. So. Well, think about this too, in the past month and a half, right. Golf's in very good in a very good position right now. It's very strong. They've come through COVID uh, in a way better than many sports. They were able to figure it out and put a lot of tournaments on, but we've had John Rahm conversations, how great he is. Dustin Johnson wins two out of three and three out of Mm. five in the top four. Uh, Colin Colin Morikawa, we've had the, 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 JT. Ever, exactly. JT, the ever present you know, Tiger conversations, the Phil conversations. Now we got this guy, uh, uh, Shambeau. And then in the background, there's always Xander Shoffley and a bunch of Harris other guys. English. Harris English exactly. with a T4. You know, yeah. It's almost like it's a different, it's a different story every week, right? Mm. Uh, there's so many good players, and uh, it's, it's exciting to have two majors coming up. The, mm-hmm. that you know the the what do they call the beginning of the season that doesn't happen in 2020 silly now? silly season right no the wraparound wraparound yeah, wrap the wraparound right so we have the wraparound season coming up where we're going to see not all the best players are going to play all the time but we're going to see guys certainly getting ready for the masters we're going to see guys maybe take a little bit of time off after that but then come back in january to get ready for the players and the masters and all that stuff again it's it's a story that'll unfold differently with different players in it all the time. It's yeah, and, and remember, guys, the Asian swing is not happening this year, so those right. are being replaced by a tournament at Shadow Creek out in Vegas, uh, hmm. a tournament at Summerlin, and um, uh, one other place that they're playing out there. So uh, going to be fun to watch that. And I, Mal, I think there's going to be some players, especially some of the, you know, 40 through 80s that will play a few more because they they realize. Loading up on some of those FedEx points exactly. is, yeah. is just going to put yourself in position. And as you tease, 
we might see a few more people who prefer to play tournament golf before the masters than just go to a practice course, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so certainly some advantages for the, for the, the Tiger Woods and the, the people that are members at Augusta because of their win, uh, to be able to go down there and practice. I don't know if they let the, you know, the invitees practice, come down for practice rounds, or if they only get the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday practice rounds, um, you know, That's if they're not, question. if they're not a member. So, all right, let's turn to baseball. As Todd teased at the beginning, we're coming up on our last week of the season. If the season ended today, okay, here's the playoffs heading into tonight's games. Here's the playoff uh, seedings. And seedings are important, guys, because when it gets to the World Series, the lower-seeded team will bat last in games one and two and six and seven if necessary. So it doesn't matter. The only the only thing that'll go to uh, winning percentage is if it's if both seeds are the same. So you can see the you know the the uh, you know the Athletics let's say make it, but if they're playing against the um, you know Dodgers, the, the Dodgers get home field because of because of the record. So here's what the season ended today. Uh, the number one seeded Tampa Bay Rays, Tampa Rays will be playing against Toronto. The White Sox is the second seed against the Indians, the third-seeded Oakland Athletics versus the Astros, and the Twins as the higher-seeded 4-5 matchup against the Yankees. Um, thoughts on that, Mel? The Yankees don't want to play the Twins. <laughs> right? That's the first thing that strikes me. They'd much rather play almost anybody else than the Twins. Yeah. The Twins have a good pitching staff. They're, they're, they're deep from top to bottom. They're young. Uh, I like Yankees them. are hitting some home runs, though. Yankees are hitting all them of all. a sudden. They One are. or two, yeah. One or yeah. two. Uh, you know, but they're a, they're a pulled hamstring away from not hitting any. Uh, but uh, I, I, you know, again, I'm a Yankee fan. I, I'm finding myself liking and rooting for the Rays more and more. So mm -hmm. if it comes down to the Yankees and the Rays in that second round, I, I – just that's that's sacrilegious, and there's some friends of mine in the Northeast that are going to give me. Uh, don't tell them. Don't tell them. I'm going to tell them right now. <laughs> I might root for the Rays. <laughs> uh, they're fun to watch, and they're and they're um, they uh, their manager is is smart, and and he he thinks about situations. I like that kind of baseball. Um, it's going to be exciting. Uh, Sean, what are the – you have the standings in front of you. What are the chances that the Yankees and the Rays play each other in the first round? Uh, the Yankees and the Rays, that, I don't think that's possible because Houston, Cleveland, and Toronto are so far behind the Yankees gotcha. uh, as far as percentage. Okay. They'd have to drop to the eighth seed, um, or the White Sox would have to jump the Rays, and I, I guess that's possible. But, um, yeah, it looks like that they would they would match up in the second round Assuming that the seeds held, and let's say the Yankees would beat the Twins, then the White Sox would play the Athletics and the Rays would play the Yankees. So could be in the second round. Todd, let's, let's get your opinion on the West. Here's what would happen if the season ended today in the West. Dodgers would play the Reds. Mm. Imagine that. Uh, Cubs, Phillies. Braves, Cardinals. Mm. Padres, Marlins. Padres, Padres have clinched the playoff spot. Um, so they are officially in. Only two teams in the West in the National League have clinched. That's the Dodgers and the Padres. Uh, Todd, your thoughts on Braves Cardinals? Oh, I hate it. Familiar foes, it. right? <laughs> Jeez, I mean, uh, from a from a this year bubble, um, it's probably a great matchup. But just the last couple of years, they Cardinals have been a a thorn. I mean, I, I'm still remember like it was yesterday. Them scoring ten runs in the first inning of Game Five last year, just brutal, right? Um, mm -hmm. So part of me, the fighter in me wants to, hey, bring them on, let's beat them and move on. But the uh, other part of me is like, I don't want any, I don't, I don't want to see the Cardinals unless we, you know, we have to. But um, hey, Braves, Braves right now the three seed, they're up three games of the Marlins and they have a four game set with the Marlins. So it's not done yet. Right. Um, a split, uh, you know, splits a win for the Braves. Um, but if the Marlins find a way to take three or four, then it's a, you know, it, it, we could be having a different conversation come come next week, but um, yeah, and there's a, there's a good chance, Todd, that depending on how that series goes, Braves Marlins could face off again in the playoffs. That'd be so, that'd be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. 
Braves up four three. Bottom of the second, by the way, if you're keeping track at, at home. So, so next week, oh, uh, we'll, next, next week's show, we'll be able to really break down kind of the, the playoffs matchups. Yeah, real quick. Uh, bad news for the Braves today. Cole Hamels, uh, he's he's done. He had one start, and I guess they determined today that he's he's not quite ready. That's the bad so news. Max, the good to open an account, it feels like step after step. What is that? Not at Capital One. You can open a checking account. Mal. That mail? My, I hit my no mouse and I and I opened up a uh, a little video window. I'm glad that's all it was. It could have been a lot worse. That was weird, right? Um, so hey, the, Bill, the bad news. Edit that out. <laughs> so the bad news is they're they're missing a, a a good pitcher, maybe a left you know lefty in the rotation. But the good news is they've done it all year without him. He started once, so they're in the position yeah. without him. So um, carry on, right? So yep. uh, NBA. Uh, Miami up two to one uh, against the against the Celtics. Our buddy yep. Shea texted in and said uh, he he thinks that series is over. He thinks Miami uh, and Coach Spolstra have them in a perfect spot. Uh, he'd be surprised if the Celtics win another game. Lakers uh, on an amazing shot by AD uh, yeah. over Jokic. Uh, dagger. They, they take dagger. a 2-0 lead, and he thinks that series is over. Um, you know, Denver had their chance to to even it up, and now. Maybe you get a gentleman sweep, uh, but Lakers looking looking strong in that one. Any thoughts on either of those two series, Todd? Yeah, uh, I haven't been following um, closely, but I've been catching highlights. And uh, not hey, I'm an underdog guy, right? Um, I totally respect LeBron and AD. I mean, my son's a huge Lakers Lakers uh, supporter, and he thinks um, you know they're going to have a couple years good run, but. You know, back in my mind, I'm like, it'd be neat for the Nuggets to uh, to make a run. And then I saw that last night, and it's going to require good coaching for them to um, kind of show, you know, brush that off, and and they'll compete. But I think it's the Lakers, Lakers Heat, and I, I think ultimately the Lakers will uh, hoist the uh, the gold trophy. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Mal, you're 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 Lightning getting ready to drop the puck here. Uh, up right, in just, uh, just a few minutes. Yep, they. Lost a tough one in game one. Uh, boy, did, you know, we, we said on the chat, uh, Dallas is a big team. Uh, yeah. So's, so's Toronto. Or so's, uh, so's, so's Tampa Bay. But what was your thoughts on seeing the Stars kind of for the first time in the playoffs, Mel? Their goalie, I can't say his name, is amazing. <laughs> 22 shots in the final period. 22. They, the, the lightning outshot. 22 to 2. 22 to 2. That's amazing. And he stopped every single one of them. He, w- he was unbelievable. Uh, Point, uh, Kucherov and Palat were neutralized by a bigger, good four-checking Dallas Stars team. Um, we had a silly penalty, a 10-minute. Our big guy, Marone, flips the puck into the he said he was flipping it to the, the linesman but it was clear he wasn't he flipped it into the uh to the stars bench and got a 10 minute misconduct so that's unreleasable right the, pardon me is that unreleasable when you have that 10 minute yeah meaning yeah, you're in well, they score he's still in the box right he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't get out correct yeah yep. uh we had a handful of um well, we the lightning had i believe four power plays and really didn't look good on any of them. They didn't, they didn't really come close to, to, to putting a lot of pressure on the goalie at all. And all um, it was four or five power plays. They didn't really, they didn't really do much. Uh, as a lightning fan, I'm hoping they get a little bit healthier tonight and they come out uh, playing more of their game. Uh, but Dallas is good. Dallas was, has been an underdog in every series that they've played in. Wow. I didn't realize that until I was listening to Lightning guys talk after the game the other night. Yeah. Who's, fav- who's favorite this series? Were they Dallas? The Lightning. Wow. Yeah. The Lightning are favorite. They've been on- Dallas has been the underdog in every series they play, including wow. this one. Wow. And, and Sean, I alluded to early before I knew you had a thought, but um, it's not nothing against the NBA, but I have the Braves on. I have NHL on. <laughs> There's so many college football, NFL. It's so awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, 
No, that's the same thing. And, you know, and Monday Night Football game is a great one tonight. So let's, yeah. let's talk Let's talk NFL. Uh, Thursday, it started in Cleveland. Uh, Baker Mayfield and his – a lot of offensive weapons there with, with you know, Landry and OBJ. And, and I, I love Nick Chubb. I think he's just a, a fantastically built running back. Um, they got Kareem Mack. But they win. Uh, Joe Burrow looks good, though. Joe Burrow's mm-hmm. a player. And, you know, he's frustrated that they lose, uh, which is good to see. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's obviously just, you know, he's going to have a, a year to, to grow and, you know, he'll lose more games this year. He'll, he'll lose more games in September than he'll, than he lost in, in the last <laughs> two years. years LSU. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, bears two and Uh Todd, let's just get it out of the way early. Cowboys Falcons. Oh, um, I didn't see goodness. anything, but I did see that stat I shared with you guys. Um, team scoring 39 points and, Never turning the ball over. We're four hundred and forty-one and zero until now. Now uh, four hundred forty-one. Yeah, just just uh, Matt Ryan is having an amazing season. Julio Jones, although he dropped a ball, a wide open. He dropped the ball yesterday. He that, that 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 may or may not have come back to haunt him. Uh, Bill likes to argue, which I agree with you. That totally changed the events, and you can't. But. <laughs> um, I don't know why they, they, they've had historically, meaning in the last three years, had, have trouble holding big leads. Uh, the most glaring one was Super Bowl 52. Um, if you watch that on sidekick, it just comes down to coaching, right? First of all, credit to Dallas. It's one of the most creative onside kicks I've ever seen. Um, really cool. I don't know if you saw it or not, Sean. I, I didn't see it, no. Look it up. It's, it's really cool. fun, right? He did like a little he, – he kicked it on the side of the ball, and it kind of arced. And it went from three, four, five, six, and it just crept to the 10, 10 yard, uh, you know, 45 or wherever we need to go. But the huge coaching blunder for the Falcons is you see Falcons guys waiting for it to get to 10 yards. To 10 they, yards could have, right? they could have dove on the ball at any time and killed it. So coach, I mean, that's just coaching, right? Um, yeah. I mean, what, what's to be said about that? Uh, 0-2 Falcons team. Um, 0-2 is never uh, traditionally good in the NFL this year. There are more playoff teams, so I'd, I'd like to do research on that stat. But traditionally, 0-2 is not good, and 0-4 is is death, right? You don't make the yep. playoffs if you start 0-4. So. The Packs 2 Titans are 2-0. Yep. Uh, Vikings 0-2. Bulls 2-0. Eagles 0-2. Yep. Uh, Bucks win. Cards 2-0. And the Seahawks 2-0. Um, boy, Russell Wilson had himself a game, huh? Five touchdowns. Um, although, and, although Cam Newton, I think Cam Newton threw for four, three, three ninety-seven, I think, um, in that in that Sunday night. Russell, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Patriot fans liking Cam Newton at the moment, including yeah. our buddy. Let's shout out to Jeff Chalmers. Yeah, uh, he posted today. Okay, I'm going to say it. We're liking Cam, and <laughs> Cam, Cam's one of those guys that. You don't. Maybe he's mellowing. Maybe Belichick will have an effect on him. But you don't like him. But when he's on your team, you usually love him. One of those kind of guys, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he he has a dimension and layer about him that not many quarterbacks have. They are such a different offense with Cam than they were with Tom Brady. And I wonder what Belichick's going to kind of go into his lab and and kind of create. Josh um, Daniels, right? He's been yeah. There Josh Daniels. I I think yeah. I think Cam had maybe nine different receivers yesterday. Um, that caught passes in that 400 yard, you know, yeah. pretty impressive. But uh, Kyler Murray's looking good. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is, is playing well. Yeah, real well. Uh, tonight you got the Saints and the Raiders uh, in their new stadium. Um, so we'll tune tune that in here when we when we get off in a bit. But you know, it's uh, interestingly this past week there were some pretty serious and a lot of big name injuries. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Saquon. I mean, you got Nick mind. Bosa and uh, Shaquan Barkley, uh, both Saquon, out yeah. with ACLs. Hmm. You got um, McCaffrey. Um, did he's McCaffrey has a high ankle sprain. Jimmy Garoppolo's got a high ankle sprain. Uh, the quarterback for the Broncos, what's his name? Drew Locke. Lo- uh, yeah. His yeah. he he has a, a an AC joint sprain. Uh, I'm wondering if. Over the course of the season, because we didn't have the standard preseason, uh, less hitting, less contact, uh, 
that we're going to see some of this. But there was quite a few injuries, big-name players yesterday. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch. Now, are they doing uh, – when does the bye week start? One more week, maybe? I don't know maybe? that. I'm in a fantasy league. I think it's week four. I can, okay. I can look it up real quick. Yeah. So, you know, because they're, they're doing a regular season. It's not There's nothing yeah. shortened about this. So right. uh, there will be the standard bye week. And, you know, so obviously De- – Detroit and Green Bay have the first bye October 8th, which is week five. Five. Yeah. five. Yep. Week five they start. Okay. Well, here's another little stat I heard on the way back from the grocery store today. My Giants, with the Shaquan Barkley out, have a second-year quarterback, Daniel Jones, who mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl era, Daniel Jones has more turnovers per game. He's only played 15, but he has more turnovers per game than any quarterback in the last 52 years. Yikes. That, wow. That was but, a little but, disheartening to hear that. But we, we'd all agree quarterbacks might get too much praise and might get too much blame, right? That, that team uh, – mm-hmm. that's that's a team uh, trophy right there. But, yeah, too bad for him. Wow. Yeah. Well, bring Jameis Winston back. He can maybe break that record. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't have it, to be honest with you. Yeah, right, after last year. Um, Mal, what was the vibe with Tom finally getting a win? Uh, finally, I mean, he wins his second game. He, did, he lost his first, but you know, were people down there? They were, were they're pretty happy. Uh, Buck fans are, are uh, they're very loyal. Uh, they absolutely were not all that concerned of, over his first game, and that's partly, I think, the way he presents himself. He basically, I mean, he didn't come right out and say these exact words, but he said, I sucked. I have to get better. I mean, that's mm. what he said all week, right? You can um, respect that, right? Yeah, he could, he's a stand-up guy. And uh, I heard on the radio today, he got in somebody's face for doing something wrong. Oh, uh, Ronald, uh, uh, Ronald, uh, Ronald Jones, the fumble. Mm-hmm. He went to, it was a, a delayed screen, a, a delayed handoff. And um, Ronald Jones, when he went to take the ball, he took it with his left elbow Wrong. as opposed oh, to his yeah. right elbow up. And when when Brady went to give it to him, he hit his arm as opposed to an opening. And right after the play, Brady got right in his face. Uh, and people in Tampa are liking the fact that he's, at his age, still pretty feisty about that kind of stuff. You know what I like? Uh, I like your coach Arians. Um, last week, he 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 was not gentle to Brady. He he basically no. flat out said, um, "We need more. We expect more." He made some mistakes, um, and, and this week he said, "You know what a great leader." Blah blah blah. So uh, I, I kind of like the mental game, Arians. He's not most coaches would be oh the legend Tom Brady, and he's just saying, "Hey, this is our quarterback. He's got to perform." You know, I, I love it. I love it. And when they asked Brady about it, he said, "You know what? He's a coach, but he's right." Yeah. yeah. Right. What's he supposed to say? Yeah. And it's literally what Brady said. He's absolutely right. I was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you can respect that as a fan, right? Mm-hmm. Looking ahead to next week, guys, a couple of games I'll have my eye on. A Thursday night is your Miami at Jacksonville, so not a huge national game, but Gardner Minshew is fun to watch. Um, you got the 2-0 Bears coming to, to Atlanta, Todd. Um, big one. Rams. Rams go to Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo Ooh, chance to go start three and zero, uh, and see how that goes. Um, Tennessee two and zero going up to Minnesota. Minnesota in a must win situation, uh, playing at home. Um, you got uh, let's see. Um, Tampa goes to Denver. Uh, let's listen to the last uh, the the last three games. Dallas at Seattle. Wow. All right. Green Bay at New Orleans on your Sunday night football. And then Monday night is Kansas City at Baltimore. Right. Holmes versus Lamar. Uh, that game should be, uh, you know, once again, remember a few years ago, the Rams, 40, or Rams yes. Chiefs was like a 55 to 49 game. Hey, uh, Sean, now that you mention it, um, Chargers, uh, Tyrod, is it Tyrod Taylor? Um, he was injured or, you know, came up some. So, Jason um, Abair. Yeah. yeah, the kid from Oregon, Abair came in and he he looked good. I mean he 
not only fits their profile, he's about 6'6", and, you know, 250, he can throw, but he did really well. So um, I think they found a quarterback um, in him, and, uh, dude, the Chiefs barely escaped. Uh, They had to go to overtime, and all I heard all preseason was not if the Chiefs will win another Super Bowl, but how many are they going to win, three, four, five? And, again, to quote you, Sean, pump the brakes. It's never – the NFL is probably the most competitive – year in and year out and changing and evolving league, I would think of all the professional sports. I mean, you got, it's constantly changing and constantly talented. So the chiefs kicker, Harrison. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Twice. And he nailed them both. And then he third time, he hit three fifty-eight yarders in a row. Just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Well, no, he hit one from 53. They had a penalty. They moved yeah, him back right. five yards. Then they iced him. Kicks the 58 and got iced. Yeah. So they had to kick it again. And all, and the third one was the best one of all of them, right down the middle. Looks like it went 70 yards, too. It looks like it would oh have been goodness. 70 yards. What a kicker. What a stud, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So let's finish up with some college football. Uh, this week was a boring week. I mean, it was just – I mean, there was other <laughs> things on, but it was just – oh, I kept trying to flip over the games, and it was just bad. Todd, we got the SEC back. We got the Gators back. They come back on Saturday. Our Gators open up at Ole Miss in Oxford against Lane Kiffin. Oh, Lance who you in the group? Right, uh, Sean? That's a 11 a.m. kickoff like like we were at, you know, uh, yep. two, two years all back. those years ago. Yeah. Um, so what are you looking forward to seeing with our Gators, Todd? Um, uh, everything, right? Um, I, I think it's, you know, Florida, Georgia probably split the votes on who's going to win the East. Um, I think we have a legitimate chance to, to do well. Um, and if you win the East and win the SEC, you're, you know, good chance of making the playoffs. So don't want to get ahead of myself, but it could be it could be a big year. But what I'm really looking forward to is Kyle Trask. He's got another year under Dan Mullen, who is the quarterback whisperer. Um, if he improves as he's done the last year or two, I think he has a legitimate chance of, of being a really good quarterback, leading a really good team. And uh, who knows, maybe he'll get, you know, in the Heisman mix. You know, I don't think he's a favorite by any mix, uh, by any uh, means, but he could be, you know, top 10, top five, you know. Yeah, I'm excited to see his stable of receivers. You know, you're replacing a lot of guys. You got Grimes back, Kyle Pitts, um, yeah, you know, yeah. easily the most athletic tight end in the country. Uh, Kadarius Tony is going to get a lot of is somehow he's a playmaker yeah yeah Yeah. you know so you're gonna see him taking snaps i think you'll see emory jones in certain situations just because he's too talented not to play um but the key i think is gonna be our line um we just lost uh the the center uh had knee surgery today so he's out for this first week uh, but hopefully he's back uh for the next week so we'll see a couple other games of note west virginia oklahoma state uh should be should be a good shootout uh, Ryan's Mississippi State Bulldogs travel to LSU, uh, replacing Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar uh, Chase, I think is his name, uh, mm-hmm. is, is out. Um, Florida State, Miami. Uh, Miami, wow. you know, that's going to be a Florida State coming off of a bad loss. Their coach is out with COVID. Um, is that right? I yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Norvell's out for the next two weeks. Uh, and then nightcap, uh, Tennessee at South Carolina. So Garantano has been named the starter for Tennessee. Uh, we'll see how Jeremy Pruitt and that team does. But Dan got, or uh, Will Muschamp probably in a must-win situation this season at South Carolina. Yeah, um, I think Pruitt stocks up. Tennessee's supposed to be improved. And as you say, I think Will Muschamp's running out of time of being mediocre, right? Yep. Kentucky yeah. goes on the road to Auburn. Uh, Alabama starts on the road at Missouri, uh, Georgia at Arkansas, Georgia at Arkansas. Yeah. So going to be fun to watch. I'm excited uh, to just, you know, once again, I think Todd, you're you're now South. You probably, uh, are they doing 20% fan base at SEC games? Is that what it is? So it's uh it's school to school, right? Okay. So every school is slightly different. Believe it or not, Florida has the least capacity at 20%. And I think I forget who, but I think 25, 27% is the max capacity. So they're all in the 20 to 25 range. Um, but again, I remember reading Florida has the the smallest capacity, but I'm fine with it. I loved when Dallas, even though I hated that they beat 
my Falcons, but I loved when they kicked that field goal. You saw the scattering. The, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The scattering of fans, right? The, 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 the pockets of fans cheering. Um, right. So it's, it's going to be the same in the SEC, but uh, I, it's progress, right? Keep everyone safe. Keep everyone healthy. Um, but we're slowly getting back to uh, letting these fans come back in, which is awesome. Yep, I agree. Well, Bill was not with us tonight, boys, but I think we, we did okay with that. Uh, Mal, tell us what you got coming up this week. Well, before, before I do that, Sean, I got a little shout out for you. Let me show you around. It was oh, my post? This week's blog post on Carp's Corner is spectacular. Thank you. Mm. Thank it's you. spectacular. If, if there's a realtor out there listening and wondering why we do what we do or how we do what we do or why it's good to do what we do, if you're not doing it, read Carp's Corner this week. Thank you. It was brilliant, buddy. It really Thank was. You. Well, I had a, really had a, had a great day with, with Jordan, and, you know, it's that uh, fun seeing him get to explore his new house, but, but more importantly, get to, you know, point out little things about things that, you know, 10 years from now, he'll say, yeah, I remember my realtor showed me that the very first day I moved into town, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, it's, man. It, it was awesome. It brought back some great memories and gave me some ideas. Uh, my hat's off to you. Um, Thank you. This week, we uh, we got a couple of properties. We got the West Chase uh, Golf Pro sell home under contract uh, yesterday. Good. Uh, so we're going to be hot looking for a new home for him and his wife and his baby and his soon-to-be second child. So hmm. we'll be doing that this week. We uh, we signed up for a, a team account with Rate, my agent, and uh, we had a terrific uh, – training session with our operations manager, our client care coordinator, and, uh, and uh, uh, Justin Holman, who is uh, one of the, the tech stars at Rate My Agent. And I like working with him a lot. He's a great guy out of California. Terrific guy, boy. He said something to me today. Um, um, wrote it down. I love Feedback it. Feedback is a gift to us. Mm. That was just brilliant. Because um, I asked him a question about – how we can integrate certain things onto our site. And he said, well, we can't do that just yet. I said, well, you know, that would be a great thing to put on the, on the, on the wish list. And then he said, feedback is a gift to us. That's, that's customer service at, at its best. So we're rolling out the rate, my agent uh, platform to the team, uh, uh, the remaining part of the week. And uh, we have a couple of listings coming on, um, we're running out of listings. Anyone in Tampa looks in, looking to sell their house, we could we could use a couple of listings there. For sure, it's a great time to sell in Tampa Bay. Uh, yes, it yes it is. Good man. We'll have a good week, Todd. How about you, man? What do you got going on? Uh, so it's pretty much business as usual this week, even though that's uh, that meeting's changed uh, <laughs> over the last over the last six months. So um, scheduled to have a a uh, Factory visit on Wednesday. I'll um, determine tomorrow. The guy texted me just about 10 minutes ago saying I may have to cancel. Uh, but hey, like I always do, trying to stay engaged with my distribution and close jobs and, and uh, really focus on discretionary work. That's, uh, that, that's the difference maker, right? Um, to get the stuff that you're supposed to get is easy. It's uh, go out there and get the stuff and steal, mar- not steal, acquire market share um, is, is what we what what makes us valuable as salesmen. So um, real quick before I pass it over to you, uh, Sean, um, you brought back Lost Lyrics uh, two weeks ago now. So we had our second week on Friday and it was awesome. So much fun. But I got to think, and I, I had a shower thought uh, uh, yesterday morning. Um, so during these COVID times, um, we all made huge efforts to stay connected, Right. We're like, we need to reach out. We need to stay connected. We need to pick up the phone, call, check on our buddies, make sure everyone's healthy, happy, mentally, physically. Um, and now as we're slowly getting back to normal, I think we have to adapt uh, with what worked uh, before, what we're during, and what's going to work after. And I think it's really important for us to not pump the brakes, but to keep going on the staying connected part. Yeah. Uh, just because things are getting more and more back to normal doesn't mean – um, people aren't struggling out there, um, you know, with jobs, life, uh, anything else. Um, but if we're truly friends and colleagues and uh, mentors and um, realtors and agents for these people that we build our nest around, um, 
don't relax on the stay connected. Don't, don't stop being creative. Don't, you know, stop just picking up the phone and calling people and uh, checking in on them. Cause you never know when that phone call can change someone's day uh, to make it better. So that's, that's just my little observation. Uh, great, great message, Todd. And I think, you know, it's, it's true. Cause I think, you know, I don't go in my office as much as I used to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so, so the, 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 the camaraderie and the friendships, you know, it's funny, lost lyrics, you know, I'm talking to an, to an empty room because we're not in a zoom call where you guys are watching me on a Facebook live format. So it's, but it's still fun. The engagement of you guys and, and Kim and, you know, Carrie and, and the people from around the country that jump on with us. It's, it's just a, a great time. And I agree with you hundred percent, Todd, you know, keep in touch somehow, some way, because, you know, in real life, you make the jokes, you know, the only time we see each other is at funerals and weddings, you know, and mm. the older you get, it's usually funerals. And, uh, you got to find reasons to, to do that, like do football games and you know, golf outings and, and things like that. It's a, it's a great point. But guys, I did my first live class with a audience today for my coal banker company. I had 11 people in the room uh, for my Realtors Toolbox session. It was just good to be back in front of people, making them laugh and, and seeing the engagement and watching. You know, it, it's almost uh, uh, magnified watching the new agent's eyes kind of expand behind the mask, you know, um, when you share a, a cool idea or a, something poignant. Um, you got a CE class that I'm attending tomorrow uh, and Ron and I are going to go apple picking in the morning. So nice cashing in my husband card, uh, going out to the orchard. Um, and then Wednesday I'm doing a CE class for a company up in Troy called Remerica. Um, Tony ship is one of the agents for that company. And Gary Regish is the, is the, is the GM and that'll be fun. Uh, and then Thursday, I'm going to slide over to Moraine country club now, uh, in, in Dayton, uh, that it butts up against NCR, uh, course. Okay. Um, and Moraine's an old Donald Ross course. Uh, I'll send you some photos. They kind of did the Oakmont took out thousand of trees, you know, kind of going back to the natural routing. Um, that should be fun. And then, uh, and then we got on Saturday guys. So super excited about that. So always fun catching up with you guys. We had a little backdoor uh, Zoom call last night, which was a lot of fun. Did some did some trivia uh, and uh, look forward to seeing you guys on Friday night. But for Bill, who's on the road, for Todd and for Anthony, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.